1: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: Hello and welcome to the Rugby Tonight podcast. I'm Austin Healy and joining me today in the pod booth is Ben Kay. We're going to be delving into the biggest stories in rugby this week. And as we get down to business end of the season in the Champions Cup and the Premiership, so strap yourselves in. I don't think you need to strap yourself in. Not unless you're driving, which no. obviously, legally speaking, you should do. Unless you're in the boot. Not sure that tied sentence
2: up. made sense, but it was a good opening
0: anyway. It well was. Happened. It was beautiful. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from Toby Flood. He'll be joining us. He joined us on the show on Rugby Tonight. Uh, and we'll be discussing the rise of Newcastle Falcons and hearing from George Ford ahead of Leicester's huge game against the Geordies on Friday. First up, though, it's a bit of news. Dylan Hartley out of the South African Tour. Another concussion injury. Uh, will undertake a sustained period of rest. Uh, Hartley on Instagram, he said, I see there's a lot of so-called experts out there in newspapers, pubs and podcasts recommending what I do with my career. (laughs) What do you recommend? So you tick pretty much all of those. You were a pundit. Uh, You go to the pub, you are on a podcast. What do you think he should do with his career? I wouldn't like to say. Well, for fear of being shot down,
2: have a go at me. Um, The only thing I would say is it shows that when you're a player, you just have to be a little bit careful about what you say in interviews. And and actually, that's probably wrong because we we hate it when. The old media training comes in and, and people are c- too cautious in interviews. But he did say in May 2016, if I got another one now, I would be worried. I'd probably start looking at other careers or stuff like that, or maybe a long layoff. Well, I suppose this is a long layoff, isn't it? It's the summer off. Yeah, it's going to get the and, whole summer off, time gets, to gets, gets well, I do agree with him. I, I think there are far too many um, uh, Twitter doctors out there. and I've and, not and seen any of it. Doctors. Have you? Have you no, seen... I haven't seen it about him, but I think in general there are. And, and actually... I think concussion is is very misunderstood. Um, People, I think, probably presume that everyone who's had a concussion is going to have problems later in life. People have been getting concussions, not only in rugby, but in, in all sorts, for a long time. And it's a minority that seem to be having problems, but we just need to make sure we make it as safe as possible, and we reduce the number of people that can fall into that minority
0: uh, group. Because as we can see with you, it's had no it's had long-term no, effect whatsoever. No I mean, long-term effect. I don't no. know why you're in your pajamas. No. <laughs> it's four thirty in the afternoon. You can't joke about
2: this sort of stuff, Austin. you get into trouble.
0: Of course, when you, you joke can about joke this. about it. Life's too short not mm. to have a joke. But who's going to be captain then? Does it matter? Well, I still think. He, do you think he's going to? I still think he's going to rest Lions,
2: the Lions players, or the Lions players particularly that had a, a big workload in the summer. So, I think England's next captain in line would be Owen Farrell probably, uh, but I think he'll probably take the opportunity to. Even if he doesn't rest him, uh, it would be a big thing to make him captain for the tour because he's probably not going to want to play him in every game. How about Don Armand?
0: Could you make him captain? I, I just
2: don't think he will. You could do. You could do. make anyone captain. Me? Yeah, Not so much. Okay. Um, uh, but there's a lot of
0: injuries, isn't there? Anthony Watson gone, Jonathan Joseph, Courtney Laws, Nathan Hughes. But it should give an opportunity to some young guys to stake a bit of a claim. Yeah, uh, look, I
2: think um, England does have strength and depth in most positions. Um, interesting one will be some of those players that people have been t- talking about maybe you know, let's look at someone fresh. Um, they've had a lot of rugby themselves. They're not going to be want, wanting to say, yeah, yeah, it's fine, Eddie, I'll have a rest this summer. But actually, it's the best thing for them to, if they want to maintain their place.
0: Yeah, talking of uh, really sad stories, though, this week, Rob Horn's retirement knocked unconscious in the first 13 seconds of Northampton's win over the Tigers. Uh, he's been forced to retire, will never really have full use of his right arm again. Well, this is
2: this is one of those um incidents which is it's just horrific um but it is an ac- an accident really because these these sorts of injuries that aren't happening any more frequently I'd argue than they always have in rugby, you know, even going back to the amateur era people were breaking necks and uh various things so uh having said that you know i don't like the way we talked about him being un- knocked unconscious because because people will think oh it's another concussion thing which is why he's retired yeah, it's not it's totally separate. The way to
0: the impact probably
2: cause yeah and it was we were it, there it was a really innocuous tackle a brachial nerve i don't know whether that's what he's done but you'd think that could well be it i mean it was it was horrible when we saw it. He, he, he tried to get up and he, he couldn't get up. I, I believe that he might have lost feeling all, all the way down his right side of his body. But it's his arm that, that, yeah. that's the I real it's,
0: problem. And, it, and it's very sad, isn't it? And it makes you feel actually in a lot of ways quite fortunate that you're in this position after the game that we all played. Um, but it does make you wonder, are, play, are rugby players prepared enough for retirement? I don't, I don't think I, they are. Have they got enough of a backup plan? And, and do they have less of one now because they're earning a lot more money than we so. did? I think
2: so. I don't think it's an easily solvable situation because even if you... I, I think all, all they need to be doing is, is buying into the fact that actually at some point this is going to come to an end. Just be exploring what you want to do because apart from anything, your psychology when you finish if you're not prepared, I think that's the big thing. No one can really prepare... Fully and know exactly what they're going to do when they finish, necessarily, you know. But they have to just take those steps so that it that they probably mitigate that shock a little bit. Because I, I think retiring from rugby is almost like a grieving process. You, you, you well, it's it sure it I'd... wasn't for my teammates who were no. retired, it was no, a no, celebratory was process. Well, we had a wake. <laughs> <laughs> But look, it, it is because it's your identity. You know, most people that play rugby have been playing since they were little. They've probably been very good and, and
0: you're always that kid that plays rugby and suddenly you're not. Oh, I see. I think that's a mistake, thinking it's your identity, thinking no, but, it's who no, you but are. but I think and... some
2: people think it is. I think yeah. so, you know Well,
0: Brian Abana's going to find out, isn't he? He's yeah. retiring after what has been a monumental career. Uh, you played against him in the World oh, Cup was, in 2007. Were you just, marking him? Were you man marking I, on the outside? I, I, I found him on
2: the pitch a couple of times and I thought actually he hasn't got much room to move in this will be all right and I was surprised by his power and and how big he was you know you saw him when he broke onto the scene and everyone thought yeah skinny but you know very very fast runner but not necessarily
0: hugely powerful but he was big and uh yeah he could throw his weight around as well certainly could my memories of him actually were racing that cheetah um, I thought he was he was quick, but the cheetah won obviously because it can do seventy mile an hour. I mean, it's a ridiculous race. It was obviously a PR stunt. Yeah. Which animal would you race if you had to choose an animal? And obviously, uh, you'd want to win. A slug. <laughs> I would Which one would it. leave more of a trail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, I'd say up there with Jonah Loma, is some of the world's greatest wingers. I would say. You agree? Uh, yes, I would and another part of the news Ben shock horror um, George North has signed for one of the Welsh regions. Yeah, signed for the Ospreys. Quite a nice way
2: of announcing it the Ospreys today they put on the, a bird put no, on the back put, of an put, Osprey. Put the, put the WhatsApp group uh messages coming in on a video uh of the players and new players asking uh if they'd signed anyone else and then it turned out it was George North so uh that was quite fun. Uh, I think it's the right move for him. I think George North suits the Welsh system better than he suits playing for a premiership club and then going off and trying to play for Wales we we know they had, he had a bit of a falling out with uh, alan solomons about his release for, uh, for, for to go back to play for wales and not being available for northampton um the you know warren gatland when he's at the ospreys will manage that and and make sure that he is as fresh as he possibly can for the right parts of the season for both teams
0: and how long is it before the rfu follows suit because you hear about all the financial difficulties you hear about all the losses that these clubs are making
2: if i was the rfu i would be approaching the aviva premiership clubs now and say look it's not working for you guys we've had a bad Six Nations, uh, let's come to an agreement where perhaps we compensate the clubs a little bit more to get more get more rest time for some of our players and then that can't be levied as an excuse. I don't think that's the sole reason England finished fifth, um, the fact that their players were tired, but it's been a, it's an excuse that English fans can put out there and people can levy at the club. So why not say, look, we'll come to an ar- arrangement. But then... It sounds very easy to do that, but as soon as you do that, the agents go, ah, oh, well, I know for that England player, you're getting a load more money, so we want that money. So the clubs have to be strong on it. The clubs, the
0: RFU, need to put some kind of block on the agents because they're well, destroying the game. They've got the potential the only to way send they, the, the only English way game them, bankrupt. The
2: only way they block them is the, the clubs actually coming to an agreement. And if I were the clubs, I would get all the chairmen together and say, over the next couple of years we're all going to reduce our wage bills by 500 grand or whatever it is and and then if england came to the party as well suddenly actually those teams that are making two million one and a half million loss and that's actually quite a good result one and a half million loss because some teams are i think worcester said they they might lose eight million this year that's crazy isn't it it's crazy even
0: if you've got the richest backers they're not going to In do it world. for more than two, three years unless they can see some growth at yeah. the end. So I, I, I know what you're saying. I reduce it proportionately. I'd say everyone's going to reduce their spend by 20%, but increase their squad size by 20%. And but that, that does the same do thing. That.
2: You don't have to do that if you get rid of the A-League. Definitely, I think they should try and find a way of scrapping the A-League. Um, well, there's an easy way to scrap the A-League. You just don't have it. Um <laughs> Maybe, do you put the, it in one of the Anglo Cushions? Welsh isn't the Anglo Welsh next year it's a cup competition back to all English clubs okay um so i think if you take those out maybe it keeps up the, the the cup competition in some sort of format so you you do have an that's, opportunity that's that's the A league really? but then you support uh the the championship better and that means that those players can go off on loan to the championship prove themselves in senior rugby rather than just academy rugby And uh, then you don't need as big a squad because it's not just... You've got to have specialist positions. So you can't just go, oh, well, if you up the squad by foot, well, what position do you up them in? Because you might get injured in other positions. So I I think small... The same size squad as they've got now, but uh, send some of those players that aren't getting game time off into the championship and don't play Monday night games, particularly when you've got Anglo-Welsh games on a weekend anyway.
0: I think the simple fact is that Rugby Union... Cannot play, pay any player over half a million pounds a year. Agreed. It simply cannot. Well, that's the other it thing can't It can't sustain it.
2: The other thing I'd get Players. rid of. No, I would get rid of the second marquee player that yeah. was brought in a couple of seasons ago. Stupid. Because you can get away in one, in a team, you can get away, I think with, with one marquee player, you go, right, he's the superstar of the team. Uh, but as soon as you put another one in, I think it gives more outlets for people to go, well, I've been offered this much by this team because I could be their marquee, their second marquee player. Or, I I just think it just artificially inflates the market.
0: And there'll be players across the country listening to this going, shut up, Healy, shut up, Kay. You know, we deserve this money. It's a short career, but But they're giving half of it to the tax man. So it's, you know, it's ridiculous.
2: I I, I totally understand players saying that. But equally, I'd quite like some players in 10 years' time to be saying, I wish there was still a league for us to play in.
0: I think it might be shorter than that. Should we go a bit more positive? Yeah, a bit more fun. What a weekend of European action, wasn't it? Champions well, Cup. It's not positive if you're a Scarlets fan, is it? It was pretty positive from you Leinster or Rassing. Yeah, and Munster fought back pretty damn I'll well tell you to what. be fair.
2: <laughs> yes, they did, um, but they were never going to get back. They, Munster will be really disappointed with how they played. Um, Leinster were phenomenal, and you know, I said in the lead-up to the game they're obviously favourites and I expect them to win and if they play how you they expect did, you expect yeah, them to win. Yes, because I don't think Racing can maintain their brilliance for long enough in the game to be able to compete with a very fit Leinster side that are just fairly relentless. And I think that will be the big problem and, and Scarlet's I think I saw a um a stat that their their completions were for tackles were something like 93%. So it's not like they've had a terrible day defensively at the office yet they've still got absolutely battered and and yeah, they're, Leinster I think, without the, without doubt the best team in Europe. At the moment. Oh,
0: I don't know. I think Racing will push them you a lot so? harder than anyone else. If you watch the Racing game, they committed two or three players to every single rook. They got a lot of well, turnovers that, against Munster. be the thing. And right? the fast rook ball against yeah. Leinster that Leinster had was yeah. just unstoppable. So yeah. you don't have to win collisions. You don't have to really win the gain line if you're getting such quick ball because the defence can't have any line yeah. speed. It, and and that's where the game will be won and lost. Exactly.
2: It, it is just a battle of tactics, isn't it? And, um, you know, for, the, for the neutral, they'll probably want Leinster to come out on top because if it opens up for them,
0: it'll be a more exciting game. I'd actually quite like to see Racing win. All right. Just You're not neutral, though, are you? You're French. Oui. Um, <laughs> did you see, talking of which, Teddy Thomas. Now, I've actually done this for England. Thomas. Whatever. You said I was French. I'll pronounce it how flipping well like. like. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Teddy Thomas yeah over the line i did this for england i passed the ball to phil greening scored two tries in the world cup against tonga yeah was over the line greening went i dare you i went all right and gave it to him and then i saw thomas tom do it to tem teddy ted uh, ted I saw ted do it but he was right by the dead ball line when he did it yeah I, and, and Mashino was a little bit I, shocked he
2: was and i think you could, there was just that glint in teddy thomas uh eyes wasn't there just as he lets go of it going oh God, I don't know if he's got this. It's a proper
0: wind-up, though, isn't it? When you do it and he drops it and you go, ha, ah! <laughs> look at you knock on, idiot. Oh, I've yeah. done that myself. Uh, and then the he Challenge Cup. Good, though, he... tell oh, uh, yeah. And
2: shows how much France missed him in after he got dropped for his uh, misdemeanors in, up in Edinburgh, so.
0: Yeah. Um, pff, misdemeanors in Edinburgh, he do that. It's disgraceful. Uh, Challenge Cup. Uh, I thought Newcastle were a bit one-dimensional against Gloucester. Gloucester deserved the win, but... Obviously, Newcastle didn't have their extra dimensions of Sonotti yeah. and Gonova, which do obviously make a huge difference to them. I
2: think if there's one, um, and, and they might well prove me wrong this weekend when they go up to, to Leicester, if there's one area that Newcastle lack, particularly when those guys aren't the field... Uh, on the field is uh, those collision winners that can get you that initial momentum, particularly in the forward pack. They've got a brilliant set of forwards. I think their are set pieces, the best in the league. Uh, their driving driving is fantastic. We saw them score from that as well. Uh, but just where I think they came undone a little bit was those collision wins. And Gloucester certainly had the better of the game with that.
0: And I think Cardiff, I think the pitch really helped them against Poe. The French guys aren't used to playing on those sorts of pitches. Uh, and that'll be a good final, actually. Gloucester against Cardiff. Looking forward to that yeah, Friday night. And the fact that it's all in Bilbao. And
2: two really well-supported teams. The only problem is, uh, I've seen that flights. a lot of people are having problems with flights and accommodation and yeah. hotels tripling the price and, and things. So I hope...
0: We're not paying no we though, are we? I mean, surely BT's You're speaking, paying though. for me. Am yeah. I? Yeah. Well, you're sleeping at the bottom of the bed yeah. again, then. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've seen a lot of people flying into Madrid and getting the train from Madrid, which only takes... Um, 18 hours. France as well. Yeah. yeah. Where in France would you fly to if you're going to Bilbao? Um, Bordeaux? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah. Or San Sebastian? No, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah. More, more routes. Bordeaux. Bordeaux, as Zora would say. Uh, one player that was really upset with the result down at King's Own was Toby Flood. Obviously, he was looking forward to trying to get fit for that final. Oh, he's it but...
2: because he'd booked his holiday around, maybe staying out there.
0: afterwards, so now he's got to pay for his own flight out there. Devastated. Oh, shocker. Uh, But again, he was with us in the studio and explained what went wrong against Gloucester.
1: You look at the the, the talent they have and they've got an exceptionally good squad and I may make no friends here, but Gloucester are a serious team. Three finals in four years in the the Challenge Cup is great, but actually they're a team where you always think of being in the the Champions Cup. They're that good. So, yes, they've done exceptionally well, but you look at the quality of players they have and and they're a team you perceive to be going on the up and it clicked for them on the night and and, and they were exceptional. And you were missing a few players, some some injured players, Mm. and others not registered for Europe. Did you miss that kind of of sprinkle of stardust on the night? Uh, Potentially, yes, but at the same time, no. I think the the, the sort of situation is those guys weren't registered and and the guys who had come in and done really well and breathe in in the game's prior to that had put their hand up and probably deserved on merit in that competition to be picked. So we're obviously going to miss the likes of Sonotti Zanotti and Nicky Gonover, but the quality of guys we have come in now as we touched them before with and pushing us sort of upwards is, is really good. And Toby's pretty much Newcastle win on Friday and you can more or less say, can't you? Yes, we've got the playoff spot. Maybe. Your head, but Yeah, try not to think about it. I think you sort of, as a, as a team, we're, we're aware of the, the sort of the connotations, but... You kind of have to stick on your sort of, your processes into the game. But you look at the table there, you realise how tight it is. Gloucester could pick up a couple of results in the end of the year and get it out. And then actually... <laughs> sorry, I don't want to say it, so I don't want to make it true. <laughs> but, and then ultimately, then, you're in a situation where you, you've been knocked out of, top, of that sort of top four position. So it's, um, it's really tight. And, and we put ourselves in that position, which is great. The hard bit is now trying to get it over the line. What's the mood been like this week? Is it, is it hard to kind of lift, j- lift yourselves after... Um, getting knocked out of of an European competition last weekend? Yeah, it's never easy. I think you've got aspirations to go to to Bilbao and and, and play in a final, but the reality is we find ourselves with two games to go and they're all as as important as as the last one, really. So it is difficult. We are obviously disappointed to not get there, but but the chance and the reality is that now we get the opportunity to go again and because of that, the excitement levels have to come straight back up again and, and we have to be in a situation where we attack this match and if we'll see where we get to and if we can put a result that'd be fantastic and as you say it puts us in a good position
0: So a big opportunity for Gloucester then in Bilbao and missed opportunity for Dean Richards and also a little bit of bad news Stefan Armitage could be the end of his career that he's not the youngest of guys as he? he's torn his Achilles he's going to certainly miss the final <laughs> I think he'll miss the final yeah well unless Considering, you know, they're Lazarus they're not there Oh, yeah. And he'd be missing the final as well because his team aren't actually there. I yeah. forgot they lost. Yeah, i money in them to win. Damn. Carry on. Okay, nominations are out for the European Player of the Year. It's obviously dominated by Leinster and Racing players. In fact, there's only players from Leinster and Racing on there. Uh, Fardy Furlong, Sexton from Leinster and Mashino and Nakawara from Racing. Who's your money on? Um, I think
2: Ty Furlong might get it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think he probably. Won. I like Nakarawa so do because
2: I. he does some. He, you can't help but talk about him in a game. He does things that other people don't do.
0: Um, but yeah, I think Furlong. As you can see, we're highly enthusiastic we about are, the yeah. Player of the Season. Ooh. European. They haven't
2: invited us, have
0: I? No. Oh, actually, I am going. It's are in you? Lausanne. Yeah, in Lausanne. It's a nice trip. Have you been? No. A wonderful lake, great hotel, wines. Excellent. I've been to Lausanne. Have you? I've driven through it. You driven through it? Yeah. Around the lake or across? No, straight across. Yeah. You got that same car that James Bond had that time with Lotus uh, Esprit, wasn't it? It went into the water. really big (laughs) tyres. If we're going to do a shortlist for the Aviva Premiership player of the season, I would go with probably... I think Guy Thompson could be up there. He's had a very good season. I think Dan Robson's played particularly well. Um, Cipriani. Cipriani has, has had a good year. Exeter guys. It's difficult with Exeter because they're just such a team. Yeah. Um, Armand was consistently so
2: good that everyone was saying, how come Eddie's not picking him? Yeah. Armand uh, Hill in the second row. Uh, Oh, and uh, definitely Sam Simmons having. Mm, Yeah. But the number of tries he scored, he's got the record for the fastest number. of. uh, I think
0: great before Christmas. Yeah. Got a bit wet, went away with England, came back, had a bit of an injury. Yeah. yeah, he'd be up there. Who else? Looking around the Bound country. missing some. What about Newcastle? Because they've... Yeah. They've uh, sort of come from nowhere, really, haven't they? Do you know who's had a really good season but doesn't get that much credit is Harris. Yeah. At 13. Obviously, Gonnev has played well. Oh, Faf de clerk Yes. Faf de clerk He'd be right up there. Yeah. It's either got to be him at nine or... you know Who are we going to pick at... Well, I know you don't pick the backs, but DeClerk or Robson at nine. Um, gosh, there's... Actually, it's a difficult choice yeah. this year. That back backline. Yeah. Uh,
2: anyway, just been some good been some good people to come into that team. We should get a different Premiership All Stars
0: team this year, shouldn't we? Well, like it? an alternative one. Well, no, I we think should we should do one with long, hair. We to what we usually hair. get.
2: Often it's like England players and yeah. people that are established players, and and I think we'll get some new guys in. I
0: think we should just do one with guys who've got long hair this Excellent. year. Just, I know, I know, it's, it's I, I know, we, I know, we're supposed to take it seriously and everybody looks forward to hearing who the Aviva Premiership Team of the Year is, but we should just do long-haired guys this year. The woolly mammoth 15. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Okay, back to the Aviva Premiership then. Friday night, well, this could well be... It is undoubtedly the biggest game of the season because it should decide fourth place. Matt Matt O'Connor has said for
2: Leicester it's a quarter-final, and it is. If Leicester lose it, they're out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yes, they've still got to go and play sale, so it doesn't guarantee them uh, a semi-final place if they win it, I don't think. But... um, yeah, I think they have to uh, They ha- ha- have to win both their remaining two games to qualify. Whereas Newcastle just seasons. have to win on
0: Friday night so they can yeah. throw the kitchen sink at it. It's yeah. Friday night at 7pm. Leicester Tigers versus Newcastle Falcons. And it's on BT Sport 1 and 4K UHD. George Ford was with us in the studio.
1: If you're a Leicester Tigers player, you expect to be involved in the biggest
2: games at the business end of the season, and um, I think the past years, the record that the club has been there in, the, in the top four for many, many years is, is great, but counts for nothing now, and we want to make our own history, we want to get there again, um, we're desperate to do so, and um, that's what it's gearing up to in these next couple of games, starting with
0: obviously Newcastle Friday. Uh, Manu Tuolangi expected to return, maybe yep. not to the starting lineup. Or inside information? I I, I genuinely don't know, but oh, yeah. I think you know. Why would
2: you gamble on leaving him off when? Because they're not. They've got a few injury problems as well, haven't they? I don't know. Where, uh, I don't think um, they, they've uh, got a full complement of centers to pick from because they've been playing Matt Smith. Matthew Tate, when he's available with his head injuries as well. So, I think think if he's fit, they'll throw him in.
0: It sounds like both sides are almost full strength. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is good, actually. It's good to see both teams haven't got that excuse. So, it should be an absolute firecracker there. Uh, One difficult scenario will be if Leicester get two losing bonus points and Newcastle win, and then then the final game suddenly becomes relevant again. Yeah. um, Which... For Leicester's slightly easier than Newcastle's. Newcastle play Wasps in the final game, but they, in theory, will have already qualified in third or maybe even second. So that's a great game. Saturday sees the Chiefs take on Sales Sharks, uh, but our game is Gloucester versus Bath, the West Country derby, and that's from 2.30pm, and it's on BT Sport 2 uh, Saturday afternoon and 4K UHD. Uh, Bath have had, well, a great record recently against Gloucester, but have lost four on the spin, Uh, some rumours that Todd Blackadder has already been fired uh, and has agreed a severance package and only rumours I have to Mm. add that at this stage but he's definitely going at the end of the year Um, (laughs) and what what do you think of that Um, if it is true if it does turn out to be true I guess
2: the reason you part company with a coach is not necessarily because of what's happened over the year but it's whether the guy who's paying the cheques can see that there's any chance of it getting better and So if he does part company with Bath, I would think that, you know, Bruce Craig says, well, I can't see where we're going to get better next year. Um, But equally, you know, you you can get into a mindset of bringing a new coach every couple of years and and they never get a chance to actually, uh, you know, settle into the role, learn the premiership if you bring them in from outside. Um, I tell you what, though, with if that does happen, Uh, and Harlequins are looking for a head coach at the moment or a director of rugby to replace uh, John Kingston. There'll be a few people out there that I reckon their phones are ringing off their hook, and one person uh, that I think will be is Andy Farrell. And Would they be able to prize Andy Farrell away from, um, from Ireland? Would they be able to prize a Stuart Lancaster? I mean look at where his reputation is now compared to where it was uh, post World Cup. So there's a lot of guys that will be because I
0: I'm not Dean, sure Dean Richards to Dean, Bath absol- Jim Mallinder?
2: yeah yeah so there's a lot of got there's some guys out there it's going to be really interesting how that plays out let's let's point out Do you think that, we that is don't results know that driven? Tom Blackout is going We don't yet, but he is. Sure. So oh, okay. do you
0: think that's results driven or do you think it's player power? He's if you had gone. to guess if if he has gone allegedly. Do You know
2: I think one of the biggest things that has hampered him is uh, Tobias Matson uh, leaving halfway through the club seasons to go back to New Zealand because, you know, I think he was renowned. Although you know Todd Blackadder was, um, you know, came over here with all the fanfare and the people that everyone had heard of, uh, uh, the person that everyone had heard of. I think Matson was really widely uh, regarded as as a superb coach when when he was uh, uh,
0: at the Crusaders. Yeah, big game for Bath then and for Gloucester actually in their pursuit of a potential still finishing the, the top four. It's still there for them, isn't it? There's still a small chance that they can do it. Only one point behind Leicester and three behind Newcastle. Leicester yep. win without a bonus point. Gloucester get the bonus point when It all comes down to the final round. Gloucester, I think, go away to Sarries. do they, in the final round? Well, Again, A draw, I might just...
2: a, a Friday night draw. Oh, Low
0: scorer. Yeah, 3 all would be, be brilliant, would be wouldn't it? I really for look forward Western. to that. That'll get the viewers in. Yeah. Uh, Worcester versus Quins, London versus Irish are also taking part. London versus Irish. That'll be a hell of a game, that. What? You said London versus Irish. Did That'll I? that be one hell of a game. The whole of London
2: against the whole of Ireland. Love it. There's more people what? in Who? London. Saracen's going to play for London, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the other two games on Saturday are Worcester versus Harlequins and London versus Irish. And Saracens are there as well. Uh, On Sunday, though, uh, to wrap up the weekend, uh, we go down to Coventry. Wasps versus Northampton Saints. That's at 2.30pm, and it's on BT Sport 1 and 4K UHD. Uh, Dan Robson has just signed a long-term contract with Wasps. Hardly surprising. Saints without Horn and Hartley. I think the Saints will be highly motivated for that game after what happened to Rob Horn.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, But, you know, I know... Leicester fans or Leicester um, players aren't renowned for showing sympathy to Northampton, but I do feel for Northampton particularly. You know that I think they saw Horn as someone that they could really build around and, and potentially be the next captain. So, you know, they've lost their current captain and uh, lost what could have been their future captain. So not the ideal circumstances uh, for the new man to be coming in but uh, I think you're right
0: I think the players will really lift for this game on Sunday yeah whilst cementing their place in the top four as well hopefully for them okay that's all we've got time for this week Uh, next week Rugby Tonight we'll be back in the studio and we'll be back through the airwaves delivering you all the week's roundups news and previews be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show thanks for listening goodbye